Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your co-host and producer, Aiku Suhara. I have a very unfortunate announcement I have to make that uh, Laura is not feeling well again. She's been trying to kick this cold for the last two weeks, and she is still ill. So um, send your loving thoughts to Laura, and unfortunately, uh, she can't do live readings today. But what's really cool is we have a great segment from Inner Journey by Greg Friedman, and she was on that radio program a couple weeks ago, and it's a great little segment. So we're going to play that for you today. We hope you enjoy. And what you can do in the meantime until the next time we're on, which we're not on next week because it's Thanksgiving, but the following week we'll be back, is you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash radio, and post your animal's picture and your question so that way, when we do come back, we will be ready to read your, do your animal reading, and uh, maybe we can get prepared beforehand so we could just do like a whole blast of them since we missed so many. So thank you for your patience, and thank you so much for tuning in, and we will get to you all uh, in two weeks. And this is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and uh, Laura as a guest. I am a modern version of those that have existed in every culture. I am a guide. I take a small group of strangers on a journey of spiritual and personal growth with indigenous cultures in exotic places, only to introduce them to themselves. It can be terrifying to look at our fears, and sometimes even more so to look at our strengths. I take you out into the wild, into the unknown, for an inner journey. Hi, this is Inner Journey, and I'm your host, Greg Friedman. Sex, relationships, dream interpretation, or personal growth. I help by taking the wisdom of indigenous elders and making it work for you here and now. I am a modern version of that which has existed in every culture. A guide, a mentor, a life coach. I've studied and done ceremony with Peruvian shaman, aborigine elders, and elders from various Native American tribes, including the Yaqui, the Deer Tribe, and the Abenaki. The success of this show relies completely, completely on you, the listener. Call in. Ask those questions that have been nagging at you, and you've got no place else to go to have them answered. All it takes is the courage to ask. You can call in at 949-715-5936. That's 949-715-5936. So you call in, and I offer up input. Well, why should you do what I say? You shouldn't. All I ask is that you try it on, and if it fits, groovy. If it doesn't, just throw it back up on the rack. A lot of you may or may not know that yesterday was Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is a ritual indigenous people have been practicing for at least 3,000 years, 
And the belief behind Day of the Dead is that the spirits return to the earth, or it's a time when the veil is the thinnest. And these spirits are greeted with offerings of special foods and things that they dug during life and they really enjoyed. And these things are laid out on the grave. And the ancestral line is celebrated. Most people don't understand that Day of the Dead is actually a celebration of life, a celebration of life that transcends the linear, that transcends the corporal body. To me, Day of the Dead is a vision, and not a static vision. What I mean by that, it's more like a series of pictures. It's a movie, and it's about my time out in Arizona on the reservation. And I'd be out, as the first picture opens up, in a graveyard. And I'd be cleaning it up, and we'd be sweeping up old needles that were used to shoot up heroin, old empty booze bottles, and transforming that ceremony into a blank canvas. And as the day progressed, it became more and more adorned as the families came in to decorate the plots of their deceased family members. And as night fell, the true beauty that emerged out of the dark as almost every plot was festively decorated and the candlelight became undeniable, the true beauty was the physical manifestation of the love, respect, and honor given to the ancestors. The next scene in my vision always remains as one of my favorites. My attention split intensely in two different directions, completely, completely geeked out that and honored that my family was included in the Yaki Book of the Dead and also watching the old man. And he, the old man would be sitting up on a mound at the end of the graveyard with three crosses on it, and it would be looking like, I'd be looking at him very intensely, and it looked like he was having a conversation. And finally, as I heard the names of my ancestors being read, a feeling went through me that I can't possibly convey adequately in words, a feeling of connection that transcends this dimension, and a time feeling of connection to my family as blood and as a part of the whole. And the old man told me a long, long time ago that he's up on the mound and he's talking to his ancestors and every year, as much as I try to restrain myself, I was practically bouncing around him. And I'd ask him, okay, so what did they talk about? What did they talk about? Like a little boy dog in a cartoon. And every year he would tell me a little bit about their conversation. And it always was something that was pertinent. So why do I tell you this story this evening? Aside from the fact that it's Day of the Dead. I tell you because there are more things on heaven and earth than are imagined in your philosophy. In other words, there are many, many ways to communicate, to be awake, to be conscious with those that are here in the corporal form and those that are our ancestors. Our job is to listen, to be conscious, to be awake, and to employ as much of what we can see and recognize is, as is appropriate. Our guest tonight on Inner Journey with Greg Friedman is phenomenally talented in her ability to listen. Laura Stinchfield is one of the premier professional 
animal communicator, pet psychics. And what that means is she can telepathically talk to animals. And after many years of animal training, Laura learned she's sitting here grinning at me and completely distracting me, and I'm loving it, absolutely. And after many, many years, she learned that instead of training him, it's easier just to communicate with him. And that all of us can do this, all of us. Laura, I am so thrilled to have you on. Thank you very much for coming on Inner Journey. Oh, thanks for having me. So, you got to ask, one day did you just wake up and Fido's paw was on you and he said, ahem, and talked to you with a Brooklyn <laughs> accent? Or how did you begin to know that, all right, something's going on here? You know, ever since I was little, I spoke to the animals. I just didn't know that everyone else didn't. I could hear them. My earliest memory is my parents holding our Yorkshire Terrier over my crib and me looking up at the Yorkie and she's saying, you're so small. And so I didn't know that other people couldn't hear the animals. And that was really hard for me growing up because, you know, it was a time where people spanked dogs for going to the bathroom in the house or beat horses for not jumping and um, and I would just watch it, and I thought, well, how could people hurt animals knowing that, you know, they're, they're, they just have something going on emotionally or they have something going on physically. And it wasn't until my early 20s when I started to learn animal behavior and I started to study animal training that the people I was studying with started to say to me, you know what, you have something different. The animals look at you differently. You know, what are you doing? And then I started to think, like, what am I doing? And um, and I was really shy at the time, so I I just thought, like, wow, like like you know, they think I'm doing something different. <laughs> you know, I was it was amazing. So I just started to look at it, and then I had some experiences where it was really clear, where I heard things very very clear. Like I had um, one of my my dogs. Uh, one day she said to me, Mom, you know, I'm dying inside. Okay, I have to jump okay. in here, and I apologize yeah, for interrupting. Yeah, no, go right but ahead. But when you say the Yorkie says this or uh-huh. the dog is saying this, uh-huh. when you say say this, do you literally hear a voice? Yeah, well, I actually, now I actually hear it as my voice whispering in my head. Um, but what's happening is that my mind is transferring their thoughts their feelings in their body, their emotional feelings, um, and their physical pain into words, and their pictures in their mind into words. So my mind is actually doing that really quickly. But everybody does, like every communicator, every person does it differently. Like some very good, well-known animal communicators will just see images going by in their head, like a movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's just important to, to figure out what your way is. But as a child, I didn't know language, so it was just the feeling of her, of the my dog looking at me, you know, feeling like you're so small. <laughs> and I interrupted a story you were telling me about a dog later. Yeah, so when I was in my early 20s, I had this dog who I just loved and dearly. Her name was Lala, and one day she just said to me, Mom, I'm dying inside. 
And um, wow. I heard it really clear. I think it was the first thing that I actually heard. Like it was words and it was just like really bold and separated from every other thought in my head. It was just very conscious. And um, I said to my boyfriend at the time, Lala just said she's dying inside. And, and he's like, no, you're crazy. She was hiking with us. And um, she didn't look like she was slowing down at all. And three months later, she actually had cancer and she passed away. And so it really woke me up um, to like, wow, like I'm actually like hearing, <laughs> hearing things. Um, so it's important. It's, and then it's just comes like it's just a constant study. I think anyone in, who's in my field who wants to progress, it's just like studying like what's in your mind? What are you thinking and what are you feeling at any given moment? And, you know, whenever I'm sitting with an animal or, or even from a distance, if I start to have a feeling like in my stomach or in my knee, I have to pay attention to that because maybe it's not like I'm sitting funny and I have a cramp in my knee. Like maybe it's the animal's pain that is getting transferred to me. And that's exactly what I was going to ask you. How do you separate out what your feelings are, your emotions are, what you may feel about this animal and what's actually going on with the animal itself? It is just constant study of like what knowing yourself and just or knowing myself and just knowing like how do I feel and, you know, what is my pattern of feeling? Um, and once you start to know, you know, like how does your body feel when you're scared and how does your body feel when you're stressed or anxious and starting to know yourself, then once you start to know yourself, then you can start paying attention to like, oh, that's different than me. That's something that that popped in that's not my thought. I think a lot of empathetic people will go into a room and they'll sit next to somebody and that person that's sitting next to them might be depressed or might be really happy and then all of a sudden they might get depressed and they may not know that that's actually the person sitting next to them that's making them sad. They think it's something within them. And when I was a child, that would happen to me all the time. Like I would go to school and I'd sit next to this one boy and he had stomach problems and I'd sit next to him and I'd have stomach aches and I'd, I'd have to go to the nurse. And as soon as I got to the hallway, my stomach ache was gone. So, um, but I didn't know it then. And I think many, many empathetic people are like that. They just don't know it. Very cool. Now, you've said you've been gracious. You'd be gracious enough to take some callers. Yeah, I would love and to. And do some reading. Sure. And our phone banks are lit up. So oh, cool. we're going to start with line one, and we have Adrian calling in. Welcome to Inner Journey, Adrian. Hi. Thanks for having me. You are quite welcome. Where are you calling from? San Pedro. I'm assuming you have a question for Laura. I have a question for Laura. Okay. Shoot. Oh, um, I just want to know what my dog's feelings are like if he's happy or sad or okay so tell me what does your dog look like what's his age and what's his name his name is Tuffy and he's um a Bichon and a Schnauzer mix and he's 10 okay Tuffy and he's a Bichon Schnauzer mix and he's 10 what color is he I like to have a picture of them in my head white and he has three legs he has three legs really Yep. <laughs> um, okay, let me see if I can get him. Hold on. So just so everybody yeah. else knows, what Laura's doing right now is she's looking inside. Um, okay, let me see if I can get Tuffy. So she's just checking in, Adrian. We're working on it for you. And for the you guys. Uh, he's actually saying that sometimes he gets scared of something that's outside. Ooh. 
<laughs> what you guys Something don't outside do? in the backyard? Do you have a backyard? No, I have a front lawn and a side lawn. Does he look like he ever gets scared out there? Uh, well, he barks a lot, like when other dogs come around and stuff. He does? Um, yeah. Let me ask him more if it's like at night or if it's during the day. It's like all the time. And what you guys don't see is that she's actually having a very <laughs> quiet conversation, but it is almost like she's whispering. Yeah, he says there's something out in the corner. It flashes back and forth. Are you near the road? Yeah. Maybe it's the lights when when the lights go by. Are you on a busy road? Kind of, yeah. Maybe that's it. Oh, the cars. Yeah, we live right on the corner. Oh, okay. I think that's what it is. It's like the lights. So I'm going to tell him it's the lights from the cars. I think it's like the way the reflections come. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I want to tell my dad something else. I like to do the snuggle thing up with the pillow. <laughs> I love that game when we play that. Do you know what he's talking about? Yep. Aww. Well, so what do you guys do? I, I don't know. We just all struggle with them sometimes. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. The other thing is, I want to tell my dad he, that he's been really gracious to people lately. And that I've been really proud of him. That he's been giving himself to others. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Oh, cool. That's so nice. Thank you very much for calling in, Adrian. Thank you. So, this is all new to me. (laughs) What a lot of people, as I was trying to narrate, is they don't see you doing is you're actually having a little conversation that's semi-verbal. Yes, I do. You know, I whisper when I talk to them, but I never knew that until I started doing, like, radio shows and video and I started to hear myself whispering. (laughs) (laughs) So I do, I, I whisper, I actually say it in, I'm very, I, um, I say it in words to them and then I actually, sometimes when you hear me whispering, it's what the animal is saying in real time back, but I like to listen to it before I actually say it. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody wants to get a hold of Laura for a private session or to have a reading, you can reach Laura at the pet psychic.com psychic is spelled p-s-y-c-h-i-c and we are going to take another caller we have erica welcome to inner journey erica can you hear us hello hello can you hear us hi yes terrific welcome to inner journey do you have a question for laura i do actually my name is not erica it's phoebe and i know hey phoebe i know you i know your voice even how are you? <laughs> Good. Um, I want to give Laura a big endorsement because when I first took my dog Zoe to her, I was really desperate because I live in an apartment, and Zoe would cry and howl loudly every time I was gone, and people were very patient at first, but then they complained, and I was really didn't know what to do. So I took her to Laura, and after one very long back-and-forth conversation where Zoe tried to say, well, could I do this, could I do that? Finally, she, she can, Laura convinced her not to do it anymore, and she never, ever did it again. Oh, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> I know. And, and she, at first, she was, she, you could see that she was just, like, about to burst because she wanted to make noise so bad, but she didn't. She never <laughs> did. 
<laughs> what a good girl. And you know that I have a poodle because of uh, Zoe and Charlie. I do know that. I fell in love with them so much. <laughs> so aside from a streaming endorsement, do you have any questions for Laura this evening? I do. Well, you know, I'm I'm out of town for a week teaching, and I, I just wanted to check in with Zoe and see how she's doing and make sure she knows that I'm coming back in a week and that I wish I could take her with me, but I can't. She says, tell my mom you have to come back sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Is she having a good time? She says she's having a good time, but we have more fun. <laughs> mom, I know other people need you. <laughs> But I want you to stay home. And I was I thinking that maybe you could incorporate me into your classes. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I actually love that idea. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that before? I have. Yeah. I think, well, you know, when I work with people, she's, she'll probably tell you. I think she does energy work with people when I work on them. I'm curious what she says about she that. She said she stretches people's souls. What does, that mean? what does that mean, Zoe? You stretch people's soul. I help them grow bigger. Ooh. And my mom, she helps calm them. And then I help them rise up. Ooh, that's so nice. Wow. Wow, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else for Laura this evening? Well, is there anything else you want to say? Well, I'm, I'm happy with that. Unless you want to what else, Zoe? Else. What else do you want to say? Just tell my mom to come home and bring me a present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Were you thinking about shopping for her? No, but I am now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She wants a present. Thank you very much for calling in, Attorney. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you both. And, Erica, I know that I promised I was going to get to you next. I pressed the wrong button. I apologize for that. We are going to get to you right after this song. Everybody had to pay and 
hustle here and a hustle there. New York City's the place where they said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, Joe, take a walk on the wild side. Sugar Plum Fairy came and hit the streets Looking for soul food and a place to eat Went to the Apollo, you should have seen him go, go, go They said, hey sugar, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side Alright Ha! Just feeding away Thought she was James Dean for a day Then I guess she had to crash Valium would have helped that fashion Said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls say Do, 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 do Dalai Lama talk 
And so you did that all from a distance. remotely? Yeah, from a distance. And do you find that distance makes it more difficult or inhibits it in any way, shape, no, or form? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I actually sometimes like it. I mean, I love hands-on, too, but I kind of like it from a distance, too, because I feel like I get more done because there's not, you know, a lot of, like, where should we sit and do you want some water and, and you know, the animal's walking away. And um, on the phone, we can just kind of get to it. And and you do most of your readings now on the phone, Most of them are on the phone now, but I do a lot in person, too. And if they wanted to get a hold of you to do a reading on the phone, what would they do? Yeah, they go on to my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, and there's an order services tab, and fill out a form, pay, and it sends you to booking, and we're all set. Very cool. So since I kept Erica waiting so long, I'm going to welcome her to Inner Journey. Thank you for waiting so long, Erica. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. (laughs) Absolutely. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. Pretty close to where Laura's based. (laughs) So I'm assuming you have a question for Laura. Is that correct? I do. I have a bird named Polly, and she lost her brother uh, about last July, so probably about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know. We didn't. We opted to, instead of getting a necropsy when he died, we opted to just put that money into making sure that she was, you know, well and not going to meet his same fate. But I guess there's two questions, and one is, I don't know if you can connect with her brother, Vincent, um, but we don't know how, why he passed still. It's still a big question. And can you know, what, what does Vincent look like? Vincent is green. Um, he had a beak that looked like a candy corn. He's a male eclectic spirit. So, oh, nice. And, yes. And um, so sometimes when I'm talking to them and they've passed away, uh, sometimes they can give a diagnosis and they can say, oh, this is why I died. But other times yeah. they can just say, like, how they felt before they died. It's not necessarily yeah. a diagnosis, but we can talk to Vincent and ask him. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's get Vincent. Okay. Mm. He said that um, there was a pain on, I don't know if it was his heart, but it's like on his right side, sort of on his chest. Um, wow. And it went yeah. under his wing. He, well, a little, some little background on when we, um, he was misdiagnosed by an avian vet, which is the tragic part. That was kind of why he, why I think we didn't get to him in time to save him. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is when I finally got him to the, the specialist that, that, you know, recommended we just put him to sleep, um, he had a, 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 a big wound on basically a broken chest bone that I wasn't even aware of that because he had probably fallen off of a perch because he was unstable so that could be he said that he flew into something but did he did he could he fly because he no he couldn't fly maybe then he's just falling and I see him flying yeah I hit myself hard and the other thing is I got to tell you that when I died, it was miraculous because I flew all around the house and I flew into the bathroom and I flew out a window and up a sun streak and I never felt better. 
and I can still feel you kissing me now. And I don't know if you were actually kissing him on the um, the head or if it's just like the feeling of like being loved by you. I kissed his beak every night oh, before he went to bed. Oh, so that's it. that. <laughs> yeah, so when he says when he flew to heaven, that's that's the feeling that he flew in. And I wasn't scared, and I didn't suffer a lot. You should know that. That's good. Mm. Did he have something, I don't know what it is, it looks like something white in his cage. Was there anything Hmm. like that? I don't know. I keep seeing Um, something long and white. Long and white. Um, At the time he passed, I can't really Mm. think of anything. I mean, you know, it's like a... There's a pine perch in there, but that's not really a white. Mm. Oh, actually, that wasn't even in there when he passed away. I'm not sure what that would be. I don't know. I keep seeing it, and it looks like, I don't know if it looks like one of those mineral sticks or something. I don't know what it is. Huh. Um, does does your other, so your other bird doesn't have. Oh, <laughs> uh, could it be, this is a weird thing. Well, we were suspect that. He may have gotten toxicity because they, we had a shower curtain hanging behind their cage to protect the wall, and he had gotten to it. And it wasn't white, but it was kind of one of those opaque plastic ones. And I found out later that those contained lead, you know, and, mm. and, and that could have been. Could that be what you're saying? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why he said he flew towards the bathroom before he went to heaven. That's interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that might be it. Because sometimes what happens when I see something like that, I'll put to like, like, oh, what could it be in the cage? And then I might think it's a mineral lick, but it could be something like near the cage. But yeah, yeah that could huh. be. That's interesting. Erica, I really do appreciate you holding on for so yeah, long. Thank you. Oh, and no worries. Um, I wanted to see, uh, uh, did, does Polly miss, miss him at all? Or is she? And uh, what, is, what does Polly look like? Polly's red. That's his sister. Okay, and he's she's the same type of bird? Does she have the same, same type of bird, yeah. Bird? Okay. No, I don't miss him that much. I'm okay. <laughs> and I get tons of attention, and I don't want another bird. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. But I do want more lap time and time to come out and play. Do you put her on your lap? No. <laughs> I guess I could start that. Yeah. Did you put him on your lap? He, she's not really a lap bird. I'm surprised she says that because she's not really a lap bird. Oh, maybe she try. wants you to teach her. Yeah, I can try that. <laughs> I'll be very brave and try that with her. Why, do you, why very brave? Is she, she... She's, uh, she's, uh, she's very, um, the females are, they're not the nicest. She's we and her get along very well, but she's they're not much cuddlers. They're not very cuddly oh. birds. She likes to be near you. They like usually like to be near you, but like not. Maybe that's on why you. she wants to be on your lap, so it's not close. It's like on your leg. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Yeah, I would. I would try it. Okay. Once again, thank you very much for calling thank in. Thank you, Erica. guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Laura. Sure. And next up, we have one of our biggest fans for the show. Priscilla is calling from Illinois. How are you doing tonight, Priscilla? I'm good. I'm excited. You're mm-hmm. excited. I love it. And thank yes. you very much for calling into Inner Journey. I am assuming tonight you do not have a question for me, but you have one for Laura, don't you? 
Oh, yeah. I have many questions, but I won't be. I'll just ask one. Okay. Ask your favorite question. What would you like oh, to Oh, it's hard to choose between which pet. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask about my brother, Lyle, the cat. What's his Lyle. name? What's his name? His, name's, his name's Lyle. <laughs> Lyle. Lyle L. Oh. Like Lyle Lovett. Oh, okay. Lyle okay. And he's a cat. What does he look like? Um, he has uh, white fur on his chest, and then he has like black and brown markings. He's oh. really pretty. Okay. He's a pretty boy. Where do you want to ask him? Um. Well, I know we have a special bond, but I just want to know what he has to say about me and. Um, he says, one of the things I want to say about you, I think that you're more special than anybody. Aw. <laughs> he says sometimes he feels like it's hard for you to be calm with some people, mm-hmm. but I want you to know that you're really good at it. <laughs> I want to tell you also, Mom. That all your studying is paying off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I've noticed a big change in you. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And he says that he wants to do window time with you. Huh. Okay, well, we just, uh, I actually just hung up a a perch in the window, in the back window of the house tonight. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, how funny. <laughs> he yeah, wants to sit there with you. Okay. In the backyard, all the animals are like coming to my yard, and oh, how would be nice? Yeah, that's <laughs> really nice. That's neat. He wants to sit there with you too. Yeah, and I give him faucet water all the time. He's so spoiled. Aww. <laughs> now, Priscilla, you have been studying lately, haven't you? Oh, that's all I do. In my room. <laughs> and I'm on Facebook, and I study, and then I do like household stuff, and. I always ask the cat, well, oh, come on, I need your moral support. And, oh, really? So uh, that's what he's doing. He's giving you his moral support. Yeah, and then he snuggles. <laughs> and we communicate, I feel like, already. I I talk to them like they're human. I speak to them. Yeah. And I, I can read their what's going on with them, oh, too. And, that's so great. He says, of course we do, Mom. Of course we do. Yeah, okay. Aww, that's, <laughs> that's so neat. Cool. It's so important that you believe that they can understand you. So it's mm-hmm. so neat that you talk to him because it does. I've always found that the animals who are like quicker to respond to me and are, are the most clear are the ones who the people speak to them. Yeah, they're, I, I often think that I love the animals like more unconditionally than some people. Aww. I mean, the bond there is just incredible with all animals I come and encounter with. So, yeah. Priscilla, you know we adore you and we appreciate you calling <laughs> in. Have a great night. Once again, thanks for calling in our journey. Yes, thank you. The next caller has a really interesting one. We have a tortoise caller. So we have Reese calling in from the city of Orange. Are you there, Reese? I'm here, yes. Hi. Welcome to Inner Journey. Let's thank you. hear your question for Laura. So I have had a desert tortoise for about the last 20 years or so. Her name is Tess. I love her. She is the best pet ever. But she is like Houdini. She can get (laughs) into and out of everything, and she escapes, and I become the crazy crying lady in the neighborhood. So I'd like to know why she's doing this. 
Okay, so what is, is so does she live outside or does she come inside? What's her situation well, like? right now she's about to hibernate, so I'm about to bring her inside, oh, okay. but most of the time she lives outside. And she's escaping and she's going into the neighbors? What's she do? Where's she going? Do you know? Um, she or just anywhere? Finds, yeah, she goes out into the front yard. She goes out into holes in the, in the neighborhood, and yes, and other people find her. And, and oh, my gosh. And she goes yards. Yes. Okay, let's let and so she needs to stay in her parameters too because we have to tell her that. So how does she know her parameters? What are they? So we can tell her what they are. Uh, the backyard it's fenced in. Okay. But sometimes gardeners come in and they leave the gate open. I have gotten better at training them. Yeah. But I would put a lock on the gate and they have to close it. And I've done that. I've mm, done that, but okay. she still manages to get through okay. it. Okay. And she has managed to climb upstairs, like high stairs, to try to get into the house. Oh so. my gosh! Okay, let's yeah. ask Tess why she's so going all over the place. I like to explore. <laughs> I bet she does. There's a kind of dirt that I'm looking for. Okay. It's sort of scratchy on the belly, but it's also hot. Okay. And I kind of want to find that. The other thing is underneath my, it's like underneath, it's like underneath her shell kind of. Mm-hmm. It, gets, it gets kind of anxious. Okay. And I feel like I need to move it a lot. In order to get it to feel better. So, Tess, what else will help you make you feel better? Like just moving? That explains the Backyard 500. She will just go around and around the backyard. I wonder what's going on. I wonder if you could do like, I wonder if they have like chiropractors for tortoises or like, (laughs) or like massage therapists or something. Or maybe it's something that she's eating. Like maybe, okay. let me ask her if what she's eating, if she feels okay after she eats. She Sometimes she wishes she had a plant that was a little bit more prickly. I don't know what that is. Do you? No. It's like it looks like a thistle or something. I don't know about their nutrition. Um, I feed her romaine and rose petals. Those seem to be her favorite things. Oh, I wonder if you should talk to somebody who knows about tortoise nutrition and tell them what she's doing and see if they have any ideas. Okay, okay. Because I think it does have something to do with diet. But, Tess, listen, it's not safe if you leave the yard. It's very, very dangerous. Somebody could steal you or somebody could keep you as their own, not thinking that you're lost, when you could get separated from your mom, so you have to stay within that fence line. It's very, very important you remember that. She says she wants a hut, too. Okay. Does she have yeah, one? Yeah, that, that's fair. Not right now, but she needs one. You're yeah. right, absolutely. And it's probably sand that she's talking about since she's a tortoise. That's what I was thinking of, too. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what kind of... I wonder if they get nutrition from the soil, too. I don't know, but that'd be something to find out, too. Absolutely. Do you have any... Can she tell you how old she is? You know, with... um. 
because I'm a uh, because I talk directly to them, I don't really get how old they are because I believe when they're younger, they don't really know time passing. So oh, if I was okay. more of like the psychic that could pick it out of like psychic space, I might be able to tell you more of that. But uh-huh. but I can ask her if she knows. She says she knows she's older than twelve. Do you know? <laughs> that she is. Yes, <laughs> I've had her for about twenty years. Oh wow, <laughs> must be younger than. <laughs> I just love her. Aww. All right, Reese. Thank you very much for calling on an inner Thank journey. you very much. I appreciate your time. You have a wonderful show. Laura, do you mind if we just keep going? Sure, yeah. All right, we have Carla calling in from Austin, Texas. Welcome to Inner Journey, Carla. Thank you, and thank you so much for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. You are quite welcome. What is your question this evening? So um, I have a 15-year-old dog that has been with me all her life, had her since she was two months old. Um, she's always been a great dog, very quiet. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer about maybe two years ago, um, has undergone a couple surgeries to remove the, uh, you know, the tumor, uh, just went through her last one, uh, recovering very well. Um, everything just seems to be, you know, going in the right direction. But, you know, she's never been a very uh, talkative dog, <laughs> and I just want to know if she's um, accepted her situation and if she's comfortable. What does she look like? She is going to, she's a mix of several different things, but she's got like this beautiful brownish red coat. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of like a little bit of chow, a little bit of lab, about 45 pounds. Oh, sweet. And what's her name again? My name is Carla. And what's her name? Her name is BB, like the clothing line. Oh, okay, Bebe. great. <laughs> okay, let's get her and see how she's doing. Okay. Sometimes I get tired. And sometimes when I stand up, I feel like my hips are higher than my shoulders. Sometimes that makes it hard to walk. But I really love my life. And I like music. And I can still hear it. And I want to tell my mom something. I can see it in her eyes that sometimes my suffering hurts her. But I want her to know something. I feel happy to have her as my mom. And we can have fun even when I'm suffering. And I want you to be able to do a dance and dance all around me. Do you do that? You know what? I I have I'm always around her. I'm always dancing <laughs> I would <laughs> it's it's a, um it's it's funny that what you just said because I think that uh she does see that I worry so much for her when she's in pain and I do everything in my power to catch her when she's falling, to Aww. you know, pick her up in in any situation and I needed to hear that really bad. Aww, so sweet. I'm actually holding her paw. Aww. (laughs) Carla, it is such a kick that you called. Thank you very much for calling into Inner Journey. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I have a question for you. You don't only do pets, is that correct? That's right. So that you also, there's something I saw that really intrigued me. 
you can do readings and communications for babies. That's right, yeah. How many times have you heard people going, only if I knew what you wanted, I'd be happy to give it to you. So you're able to do that. I am, yes. And do you find the same kind of ease as you do with the I with do, I do. You know, babies are interesting because sometimes they remember their past lives because they're so close to life, you know, so close to coming into life. So sometimes it can go into, you know, what their lives were like before. But a lot of times people call me for the babies if there's something really wrong with them and they can't figure it out and the doctors can't figure it out just to see how they're feeling. Um, or um, kids with disabilities who haven't been able to talk yet and they're getting to be toddlers. So, um, yeah, it can be really wonderful. It's really fun to do. It's got to be so rewarding for the parents. It is. It is. It's it's neat. It's really, it's really um, um, special, I think, to be able to, to hear them and to be able to help people that way. And, and um, it surprises me that I can do it, but, you know, my, my pet clients were saying like oh talk to my baby so it started off as like doing it for fun (laughs) yeah that is so cool all right so i'm going to tell you guys you have to stop calling in it's been phenomenal the lines have been lit up we are going to take our last caller for the evening but if anybody wants to get a hold of laura on their own please feel free to do so you can go to her website which is the pet psychic.com the pet psychic Dot com, and it's got tons of information. It's one of the best websites I've ever seen. Comprehensive in so many different ways. Really gives you an insight into Laura that you may not have gotten tonight. And it gives you, allows you to recognize all kinds of different facets of services that she has available. And she's phenomenal. She's mm-hmm. accessible and unbelievably sweet and friendly. Thanks. You're welcome. It happens to be true. And our last caller for the evening is Christy from San Jose, California. Welcome to Inner Journey, Christy. Oh, thank you so much. I love this. I'm uh, happy to find the show through Laura's um, post on Facebook. Oh, great. (laughs) We're happy you found us as well. Thank you. So I'm assuming you have a a question for Laura this evening. Is that correct? Yeah. So I do. Um, Laura, we've connected uh, with... Tied in Yuki, my two dogs, a little mm-hmm. while back. And at the time, you had recommended, um, or they had recommended uh, some changes in their food. And okay. since then, um, Tide actually had, they switched to a homemade food with fish and oh, sweet nice. potatoes and white potatoes and so on. And then um, he was losing a lot of weight. I probably was probably partially me not feeding him enough because I was cooking so many potatoes a day. <laughs> then he had a <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. And, um, oh, my God, it was like 10. Anyway. And then, uh, and then he had bloat and his belly flipped. Oh, and then no. Then, and it was, I was home or we were both home. Mom and Dad were both home and got him in. He's healthy. He's happy. And since then, he's been gaining weight and he's on a canned version of the same food. Okay. And Yuki um, is, is then eating the same food as well, but it's like a processed version of whitefish and potatoes. I just was checking in health-wise. Are they happy? Any Do they have any other, like, food recommendations or, or input they want to share? Okay, great. Will you remind me what they look like? Yeah, so Tide is a Weimariner. He's All 13. Right. Okay, and right. Yuki is the Britney Spaniel white and orange, and he just turned 10 on Friday. Okay, okay. I remember now. Okay, yeah, hold on. Thanks. Let's get Tide. 
And Tide is the one who's got bloat or or the other yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Tide one runner. Mm-hmm. I did do that, he said. And it didn't feel good. I'm doing okay now. I mean, I'm all healed up. And I got to tell you, Mom, maybe you could do like a mixture and add some of that good food in with the cans. I would probably talk to your vet, though, about that first, about what he, she thinks he could digest well. Okay. Yeah. But he does miss it. I wonder what it was that gave him bloat if it was the potatoes. Does he know? Um, let me ask him. Do you know? I think sometimes it was just too much. Oh. And I would get like a little pain, and then it became a big pain. Oh, the, your Brittany's saying, I love my diet. <laughs> my diet's <Good. is> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, he says that he had, feels like he has more of a spring in his step. Oh, good. I feel much more springy. He was saying oh. before he would get cold at night. Oh, were you, are you still cold? No, I'm feeling more warm. And they also say, they both say that they feel like you're talking to them more. Is that true? I am. I am. <laughs> I, I, I remind uh, my husband's dad as well, like, they can hear you. So, that, like, talk to them like they understand you. Oh, so. I love it. Good job. Cool. Is there a way of deepening that connection or, like, the communication to be more clear, specific? Yeah. So when you talk to them, you just want to picture everything that you're saying and just be really clear in um, in your words. You want to try and stay away from using any negatives. So, for instance, like, you want to stay away from saying don't worry because when we say things like don't worry, we picture the worry in our minds and we feel the worry in our body. So you want to say be brave or be confident. Um, so if you can just remember to talk in the positive when you're speaking with them and tell them what you want them to do rather than what you don't want them to do, um, they get it. And a lot of people say to me, oh, I have a really hard time picturing anything and, and I'm not visual and I can't do that. And no worries about that. Just be really clear in your words and your mind will unconsciously create that picture or that feeling in your body. Awesome. Thank very you very cool. much for calling into Inner Journey. Thank you so much, both of you. You're <laughs> welcome. I have one last question for you. You said anybody can do this. Anyone who has a desire. So what does that mean, and how do they go about it? I mean that if anyone has a desire to, to talk to the animals or to listen to the animals, I feel like they have the potential to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really is just, you know, like I was saying um, is to just be really clear in what you're saying to them um, when you're talking to them and also to pay attention to the thought right after the thought. So, for instance, if you're telling your dog not to jump on grandma, you want to tell them, you know, all fours on the ground when grandma comes in, but then make sure that your mind doesn't switch over to, oh, my gosh, he's going to jump on grandma. Because <laughs> that last thought is the thought that they're going to pick up. And um, just to be patient with getting it back, sometimes you'll get it back like right away. You might see an image flash in your mind or just have a sense of knowing. Um, Or some people, like I, when I was first starting to do it professionally, I needed to write everything down. Mm -hmm. And so you could free write and just start to pay attention to, you know, what's coming from them and what's coming from you. And you'll just learn to like weed out um, 
the difference and uh, just kind of keep at it and you'll get it. So what I'm hearing you say is start by communicating yourself in visuals that are positive visuals. Yes. And then just be patient and then you're going to get some of those in return as well. Yeah, you definitely will. And, and, you know, sometimes you'll get them right away. And then other times I think we have this like little recorder in our head or in our bodies that we'll, we're trying so hard that we're holding up a block. And then, but some, there's a part of you that hears it. And so then later on while you're in the shower, you're sitting down to take a rest or you're taking a nap, all of a sudden it will pop into your head. And so pay attention to that. It's like, if it, like a lot of people think like, oh, they came up with the thought, like they're talking to their dog and then all of a sudden they think, oh, you like, I need to get you water. Like maybe their dog said, hey, I need some water. Very cool. Or go back to school. It could be even things like that. Now, you have your own radio program. I do on Blog Talk. It's blogtalk.com and it's slash the pet psychic. That's correct. Yes. And it's on Thursdays when? Thursdays at noon Pacific time. That's very, and you talk about all this stuff? Yep, we talk about all this stuff, and we take callers, we, and we have a rescue guest each show where rescue comes on yeah, and talks about the animals. What do you mm-hmm. mean by that? Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have a rescue organization that comes on, and um, they get to talk about the organization, and then we talk to an animal that needs a home. Oh, and so the, the animal can almost tell you what he, the kind of environment that he'd like. Exactly, and, exactly. And I bet you have a huge placement ratio. Oh, we do, we do, yeah. And yeah. if somebody wants to get a hold of you for a private session, once again? Yep, thepetpsychic.com. And once again, this time goes by in a blink of an eye. <laughs> and I appreciated having you on. You have been fascinating. If there was any skepticism beforehand, it is completely gone now. I love it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's been a real pleasure. Thank <laughs> you very much. And as you guys all know, I am hugely, hugely grateful. This show does not exist without you. If we weren't able to get to you and you have some questions for me or something that you'd like to submit to me, a story, a poem, anything along those lines, please feel free to do so at greg at gregfriedman.com. Also check out our Facebook page, Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and give us a like. And I am incredibly fortunate to have Danny Donair as my production coordinator. He's an author in his own right, and he has written a book called Seven Years and Seven Days, A Life of Now. It's excellent. You should see Laura's face going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And you can check him out on Facebook as well. That's Danny Donair. And Donair is spelled D-O-N-A-Y-R-E. I can't begin to thank all of you enough. Have a lovely, lovely evening. And thank you for listening to Inner Journey. (laughs) 